right, all right. Got it. All right, we're probably connecting with you, gentlemen. And welcome. Welcome to the brand new episode of the Off the Top Bro podcast. I'm your host, Shizlinski, here with the brand new co host of the show, give it for my man, Nick Youngblood Holly. Woo! What's up, my What's going on with you, man? How you doing today, man? What's up? Just waking up, man. Just enjoying the weather. Yeah, I hear you on that, man, so far. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about Raw from last night, live from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Headlines for last night, Taker and AJ Styles contract signing. Hell yeah. Um, pretty, uh, no, I mean, well, we're going to just go do all this one step at a time. So I'm pretty sure you watched it last night, right? Or, or you, um, you got you got caught with the highlights and recap and all, and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I watched last night. You know, um, but I'll be real, I didn't watch the first hour because you know they replayed the Royal Rumble. You know, and um, I watched the Rumble. You know, and I'm pretty sure everybody know who won the Rumble, and a lot of people were pissed, <laughs> you know, about the Rumble, but some were happy because of the outcome. So, I, I'll be real with you. You know, I didn't I didn't watch that and plus that ended to like 9:30. But um Rey Mysterio and Andrade, you know. Wait, wait, wait. So we so here's how this for So we're gonna be talking about each segment piece by piece, and then we'll give all the opinion by right. So we're gonna start from out from the top. So we're gonna start from the re so it's live from the raw recap, live from the performance and do this stupid ass coronavirus. Oh god, yeah. And we're gonna skip forward to the very first segment. So we got Edge making his way to the ring and cuts a promo, recapping the events leading up to this moment, giving a chilling revelation, and he addresses the stipulation. What was the stipulation that you may ask? The last man standing match. What'd you think about that segment? Man, crowd there or not. You know, for starters, um <laughs> I know they're doing these promos and my cousin asked why they're using a microphone, but Edge, no matter what, people, you know, need to also realize when he was away, he was doing acting. So that really, you know, helped him really get in depth with this promo. I felt the emotion. He wants to kill Randy Orton. I think a last man standing match is the perf- uh, perfect stipulation. I mean, if you RKO man's wife, a regular match can't do no justice. I, mean, I was thinking, I was thinking like a no holds bar, but I can't. I was definitely saying to myself one night, it's like this has to be like a last man stand because you making it personal. This is really intensified personal. And now this is the top rivalry of the company right now. And anything involving Randy Orton, him being a hill is gonna be top programming, no shot of a doubt. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Randy Orton's best at he, you know, best as a heel. He said it himself. I'm excited and intrigued to see where this goes next. See, this is really going to be intriguing, though. But now you're going to be dealing with a WrestleMania this year with an empty arena. So tell me, last me saying is like how how far could how far could you go? Okay, man. Listen, I think honestly, since if it's going to be at the Performance Center, I know for a fact, especially, and I, uh, you know, I'm a big supporter on Brian Zane. And he mentioned the point, you know, with the WWE at the Performance Center under all these uh, <clears throat> circumstances. Um, the, the Performance Center was always exclusive to the network because, you know, 
the mainstream audience that watch Fox and USA, they don't know how important or the importance of the performance center. So while, you know, some are, you know, a little eh about it, I say it's a unique opportunity, you know, and I will say at first I was like, eh, but then when you get into it, you know, the atmosphere, you got to appreciate the fact that they also kind of make fun of the situation, making, you know, a positive out of a negative, you know, I hear you. I hear you on that. All right. So we're going to cut to the very next segment, which was. Now it's gonna cut to Becky Lynch in a trailer truck outside the performance and hawking her horns. Like, eh, what? Yeah. So we seen that little that little segment come in. So she tried to come in on some Stone Cold Steve Austin shit. And yeah. of course, what was the main thing about last night? Happy 316 day. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna get to that later on. We're gonna get to that later on in the show. On to the next one, and this is what we were talking about at the very beginning, the video package of the Ray Rumble 2020, how they really replayed that match. Yeah. And, and let me remind you, I didn't watch it last night either, but I actually came home this morning from work and legitimately watched the highlights, and they really replayed the Ray Rumble match broken down from highlight modes all the way to the very end. I was actually kind of shocked. Like, people really yeah. have to be like, if people got a network, they already know who won. Like you just said earlier, so we ain't gonna get too far into that. But just the stigma, how they're trying to force this on TV and trying to make us eat it and make us accept it. Like we can't find another source to watch. I don't know why. I think for that good, like what hour and a half, people turn. I mean, I'm saying people turn the channel. You just lost viewerships that way. Yeah, that's true. Oh God. And then for the next segment was um, the video package for AJ Styles and Undertaker. Mm. Fruition and what's going to happen coming up with the contract signing. That's going to be the very next segment coming up. So, with this one right here, uh, I, just wish, I just wish only two things. And we create this on this show, we create this segment called Fantasy Booking. So out of any one of these segments that are happening, you can pick one of those segments and switch it any way that you want to and any way that you see fit to make it a perfect book. Okay. So um, so back to what we was that with Undertaker and um, AJ Styles video package. I'm just only wishing that damn we need to when Undertaker is in his mid 50s, he's about to be 60s. Shit. You know what I'm saying? And AJ is only in his mid-40s. I wish this was this would happen sooner than later. But what 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 could you really do? Yeah. AJ has only been in the company for what, like four to five years? Uh pretty much. Pretty much. He came in um He came in 2016. 2016, so yeah, so four so four years. Damn, it's been four years already? Shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. So for me to think about that, it's like, damn, why couldn't this happen earlier? This could have happened earlier when he was on SmackDown. That would have been perfect. You know what I'm saying? True. In the very beginning. Yeah. And then you could have gotten that out the way early. So just in case, if it came up to this, then it could have been like a December retirement match. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. But that's but that's really neat to hear. But that's really neat to hear it there and stuff like that. But... I just wish that they would have just done that a little earlier than expected, but let's just hope and pray that if they really work out and 
see where it goes about the conditioning that I think they can be able to be sustainable to have a good match. I, yeah. I mean, I'm only anticipating for that one, but it's going to feel so where with no audience. Like, I can't. Like, it just makes yeah. me... Now it's like me looking at Starcade. Mm, mm. <clears throat> Not to make that funny comparison, but now it's going to make me look at it like, now, like, like this is WrestleMania is now at like Starcade. This is what you get for what you did in Starcade. This is what you get for this man versus God Angle. God won this time. <laughs> yep, karma's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on, we're going to go on to the next segment, which is the contract signing for AJ Styles and Taker. So Taker's looking at the... So Undertaker's coming out looking like the American badass. Again, pacing back and forth in the wing, waiting for Styles, right? Styles cuts a promo backstage with the OC, marking Taker's age, wife, etc. Styles is Gallows and Anderson to the ring to present the contract and take the lights go out. Taking behind the backs and attacks Gallows and Anderson on the outside. Signs the contract as, as Styles watches from the backstage area. Disturbed him. <laughs> yeah. what you, so what you think about so what you think about this segment? Man, I think uh this segment to me was the highlight of the night. I would honestly say that. When they announced this contract signing a week ago, I was excited in general. But, you know, once again, under these circumstances, you know, when I, when the announcement when Raw was going to the Performance Center and that this contract signing was still happening, I was intrigued. So, when uh, I came back into the room, I came back on time. You know, and I seen Taker, as you say, dressed like the American badass, pacing back and forth. I mean, every little detail about his look was like oh, total shit. American badass. Exactly, the one braid. Like he scum. went outside of that layer and said, "You know, you want to make it personal. Now we got to get personal." But, exactly. but the key question is, whose call was it? You know, I always whose call had, whose call had to be to be that we need you to either be the Megan Bass or you gotta either pick between the Dead Man or the Megan Bass. Which one is it? Because of how the the story is presented itself and how it's executed, you may want to look at as the Megan Bass or Big Eve will come out to play. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, if you sit and think about it, this is a perfect opportunity. With WrestleMania being in the performance center, you know, WrestleMania, we all know, is known for spectacles and crazy ass pyro and sexy stages and epic entrances. And Taker's at his best with entrances at WrestleMania almost every year. It doesn't matter if it still looks basic to some, it's something about him coming out is like, damn. But this year, with being in the performance center and only the personnel being there, this will be the perfect opportunity to do, you know, a uh, perfect opportunity to bring out the American badass dash big evil be a hybrid of two version of that era i mean some would say you know now you know listen i stopped being a mark because it prevented me from being a fan but that doesn't mean that i understand that you know one day this guy has to retire you know with everything going on i'm cherishing taker man and i know that he has to retire soon some will say that if he comes out of the American badass, they'll be like, oh man, you should have done that years ago. He showed me on Monday. He is still able to pull that off by whooping their ass the way he did. When he was throwing them punches to Luke, I said, damn, this is personal. This he is personal, right. 
you gotta you know this is more it shows that it's more than the undertaker the character i mean, I, I mean even if because they've done this little angle before i mean like you like obviously you remember this before from randy Orton way back when he was yeah. the angle and he did it and he did the undertaker back then too like there's other people that actually went below the belt but when you look at it from this perspective in legacy longevity into his career you hit the, yeah. you hit the switch just like that and be like you know what alright it's never been like that it's always a, a slow built up time away and then really rebuilding them to where he's the new persona this is just like a flip yeah. of a switch with most definitely i mean i'm i'm intrigued to see how this match is going to go which taker is going to show and it's i have a funny feeling it's going to be the american bass i feel it too bro i feel like it's going to be I mean, american bass because now you're playing life you're you're blurring the you're blurring the line between art and reality and shit now it's saying please why now so it's now it's like what what like what choice would you really have? And then you and you went by your government name. Facts. Yeah, so, I have. So even if it wasn't a promo, it was well executed to the point where like, ooh, even for a fan that knows this, that knows this stuff, it's still like, ooh, that's a little blow. Like you can't just go take yeah. like that. Type like I'm about to type shit like that. I'm like this. I mean, this little skateboard for that. <laughs> Like there really ain't no skateboard for that, so I'm anticipating winning. I'm anticipating for this match, but it's just gonna feel so damn weird. Imagine them doing like like cut out little bodies. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, oh. and then <laughs> they have cut. They have cut. They have cut some people sitting, just standing, just standing on chairs. At least it looks filled. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on from this. Uh, yep. <laughs> Andrade was the leader Vega versus Rey Mysterio. With Oscar on commentary speaking in Japanese. But I give it, I mean, it was a nice Lucha Door battle. Uh, I yep. mean, for me, I personally gave it a three and a half stars. And uh, Mysterio wins with a 619 and hits a splash off the top row. One, two, three, clean after 13 minutes. What'd you think about that? What'd you think about that match? Um, what do you think about Oscar commentary? On the commentary, <laughs> yo, let me address that. Real that wait, wait, wait. That's been the most Oscar's been the most entertaining as I ever seen it in the last few weeks. Seriously. Yes, most definitely. That's, and I'm like, you know what? It may not cheesy, but for me, I'm I'm actually laughing at it. It's like, please, but don't turn her into a comedy. That. Like, don't turn into a comedy yeah. just yet. I mean, we can get away here. They can get away with it right now, but don't just. It was just so fucking hilarious for the last few weeks. It's just been so crafty. And they'd be like, yo, Loki. Like, like yo, Loki. I kind of want to fuck Oscar now. Loki, she's like a little crazy for me. like, love, like, little cool. I'm a little, little cuckoo duka up there. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> I, uh, I can honestly why uh, Oscar, you know, is just showing her personality the way she is because I don't know if someone knows or not, but um, she has her own YouTube channel and I follow her on YouTube and it's very versatile. You know, it's a gaming channel, it's a cooking channel, you know, 
it's a traveling channel it's a friggin open the box channel it, she's very she's a very versatile human being her personality is off the chain you know what i'm saying she's a you know she's a very likable person you know and um i realized that one promo and i think you heard it when she was like easy peasy that straight up came up from her youtube channel i heard it there first and i was wondering if she was ever going to bring it to the wwe and she did so that just goes to show they've been you know they hip they know what she's doing they know that she has personality so the fact that austin's been entertaining the way she has been and hell she deserves it and i loved her on commentary it came out of nowhere for me i didn't understand it but i was entertained but as far as the match is concerned like you said you know good little solid luchador match but i too would also give it a fair you know a fair you know feedback three stars you know a little short but also at the same time uh seeing these two being in the ring is a little bit repetitive you know i feel like for the past few weeks they've been choosing certain well not certain but the same four mexicans i mean i get it I was just going to say that, too. Like, what's going on with that combination between these four Mexican wrestlers? And why haven't they even tried to expand and try to get into more of the mid-card to main event level right about now? Especially when it's yeah. especially one of them has the belt. Exactly. And it's going. And, and I heard that they, they milked this shit so that it can accumulate into a friggin' fatal four-way at WrestleMania for the U.S. title. And I think, honestly, if that happens, maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the kickoff show. If anything else, yeah, you know it. After they don't get that type of yeah. title, no shine, especially that ugly ass Intercontinental belt. Which, yeah, I wish he was on that last, the last SmackDown episode where I was talking about that. Jesus. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be real with you. You know, first glance. I loved it, but then I kept looking. You and a few others that told me the same damn story, and I was like, yeah, okay. Watching the next few weeks to few weeks or a few months, and you're going to be like, yo, that belt was ugly as fuck. And I was right on cue. I, I was yeah. right on cue. And you were the third person yeah, that said this shit to me. And that's why I started laughing. Because yeah. at first, you know, I understood the logic of what they were trying to do because I seen other companies... You know, they don't use color for their championship, but it still looks sexy. And I see that WWE was trying to go that route. And automatically, yeah, I try to give it a chance. Don't want to brush it away. Unlike the Universal Championship, I didn't give that shit a chance at all when they revealed that shit. But um, when I saw the Intercontinental Championship, I think the only reason why I loved it is because it was finally a title on the main roster that looked completely different but still looks like a championship, at least to me. But then, something hit me. When I forgot that I was Intercontinental Champion on Universe Mode, I looked at the belt. I said, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's it, period. Well, that's why the system has downloadable content. And we gotta move forward. (laughs) The um, the next segment was the video package of Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch, as we already know how that's been how that's been turning out, how that's really probably going down. Yeah. So we just I mean for me, I'm just making sure and sweet. 
sorry, Becky, put the belt or put a belt shape. We'll put a belt on shape. Like get some legitimacy on that fucking belt. You want to try and make it a Brock Lesnar thing? Just fucking do it already. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Like that'd be the only rightful call. Legit, she had to go for the whole damn year already. Like, hey, come on now, I think it's time for a new face. Yeah, period. Most definitely. You know, I mean, yeah. Looking back, Becky seemed like I, I believe she did beat almost everybody on the roster. Almost, I'm not gonna say all because I know there's a right. lot. But uh, yeah, and plus, I know I have a feeling I know where this is going. Becky was on her high horse and calling herself a GOAT, a legend after beating Oscar, you know, and Shayna is this ass kicker. And I have a feeling, you know, with all the confidence that Becky has in the world, I have a feeling that she's going to get squashed out of nowhere. Because, you know, Shayna is a totally different beast. She's a cage fighter, okay? She's a fucking cage fighter. It's Becky's back. just a wrestler. That's it. There's two fucking comparisons. It's like saying Brock Lesnar versus John Cena all over again. Yeah. You know, and I know. I know why she, Becky's so confident. Because you beat Ronda Rousey. Here's the difference. Shayna was wrestling before the WWE. Ronda Rousey wasn't. But hey, Shayna was wrestling and had UFC experience before going to WWE. So she is, in my opinion, a lot more skilled than Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. So it's like, Shayna is not Ronda Rousey, Becky. I need you to understand that. You have a sexy truck, but you're going to get your ass whooped. <laughs> ass whooped. <laughs> uh, we got to move forward real quick. So, Becky, speaking of which, Becky Lynch comes out, cuts the promo in the ring on Shanda Baszler. And basically, the key, the key words I highlighted was, I'm the hunted, not the prey. Gonna prove, we're going to prove your whole life is a lie. And Shayna is just basically watching the backstage pissed, angry, can't wait to fucking yep. get her hands on that ginger headed female. She looked like she's about to turn to the Hulk. I, I, I was looking at them shoulders. Them shit for Hulk, man. She was shoulders for Brawlick, right? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no. Nah. Oh, man. So the very next one is um the very next segment. Two videos of last week's packages of Charlotte and the Rhea Ripley situation that's going on with this. So, obviously, Rhea Ripley smacked around Charlotte on Monday. Charlotte comes down to NXT on Wednesday, smacked her around. Got that receipt. <laughs> Come down to my whole house, allow me to proceed. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> so we know how this thing going to be ended up to be. Who you got for this? Who you really, you know, who you really think it's going to come out on top of? I mean, yeah, I used to. Well, I will say, um, when I first, uh, well, first and foremost, I already knew that Charlotte was going to be the one to win the Rumble this year. And um, Look, I'm going to be real. I automatically assumed that it was probably going to be that WrestleMania one-on-one match that probably WWE low-key wanted, and that's her and Becky because, you know, they are known to steal the show. And what better place to do that than WrestleMania? But then rumors started circulating about her possibly facing Rhea Ripley. 
Now, first off, I think that is a very excellent move knowing that NXT is in competition with AEW on Wednesday nights. Give them exposure on the big stage, but with this going on, this first impression sure does suck. But anyways, <laughs> um, now, these two, low-key to me, was a dream match. And the fact that it's the reality, it's a turn-on. So, who do I have at WrestleMania between Rhea Ripley and Charlotte? Bob yes. Charlotte. Mm. Man. Shit. It, oh, man. That's kind of, you know, I'm going to be real with you, man. It's tough. But if I say who needs it more, it'll, I will have to go with Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I'm going to say Rhea Ripley for two main reasons. Number one, you're pushing yeah. her to be the new baby face as of right now before she goes into the main roster. So you want to try to prep her exactly. up to get that face, to get that shine and right. And what big way is to go over a multi-time women's champion her damn self. And more importantly, we already, it's and then number two, we already know that Charlotte did win the belt. That means she's going back to NXT. That'd be the only main reason yep. why that they will pull that for for a reason, graphic standpoint, and for the talent standpoint. That you know what, you might be right. That's the only way that I look at it. That's why right. I was like, hmm, they build this up pretty damn intensely. Like this is I'm like this is gonna be Rhea Ripley's moment, and it could be Rhea Ripley's moment because you look at her demographic and how that's outreaching the people. It's open to demographic and different yeah. people who's watching the product. So, when the views should go up, you need to put her song over the beat. This is the new, brightest star that we got, and this is her right here. This, you know, this is your moment for the next four years. She's 23. Imagine her when she's 28. She's got five whole years. You know what I'm saying? She will, yeah, she will probably still be on her prime. Exactly. You know, she's going to get that rub that she, baked, that she beat the greatest woman's wrestler of all time at this point. At WrestleMania, mm-hmm. you know, and I know some. I know majority of these NXT talent or former NXT talent, they're gonna go into uh, WrestleMania at the Performance Center, and they're gonna have this home field advantage because for a lot of them, this is their starting ground, you know. And I know that they're gonna bring the energy. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte. I have a feeling that, regardless. The crowd will go wild and everybody is going to go batshit crazy in that arena in the performance center and people will be walking home in doctor masks talking about how awesome this match was <laughs> if it only if it, if it only allow it if yeah. it only allow it Right moving here. forward I'm just thinking about I see it yeah go moving on. forward Charlie's in the back oh Charlie in the interview with Kevin Owens. <laughs> so basically, he just gets some chilling words for Seth Rollins and missed their future battle. So as I'm getting from this promo, we, we're going to be seeing the match between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. But we just have to figure out what type of match it is going to be and what type of dynamic are we going to see from this. This is more like a medium type of medium type of rivalry that's going on. But the high intense one, like obviously, we both played 2K20. So, you know, the intensity, high, medium, low. I feel like this yeah. one is just like a lukewarm, medium rivalry that's just, like, it was okay at first, but then it got 
but then it got old and then it got more quick. So yeah. how how would the density of this match be? Like how much importance is this like would this match or would this rivalry be for Monday Night Raw? That'd be the 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 question I have to ask. Cause I think, me personally, they gotta be squashing shit the minute after WrestleMania is done. Well, I know this for sure. Damn strain intensity. Um, it's definitely not that intensity. It's not like the ring you on an edge. That one is that yeah. high intensity that people are buying it and people are uh, people are sold on it. Yeah, emotionally invested in it. Um, you see. You see, it could have been there. But my thing is, it was dragged on. There was a couple of repetitive things that they kept mm. doing. To me, the highlight of the feud is when Kevin Owens did that goddamn Tony Hawk flip off <laughs> the ramp. Yeah, I remember that. That, to me, I can honestly tell you, thought this whole robbery was my only favorite moment. As far as the rest, I mean, damn. I felt like Kevin Owens lost a lot of them. Listen, you're trying to put Kevin Owens to be like a Canadian Stone Cold right now. That's exactly what they're pulling And that's what's kind of making me kind of sick to my stomach. Because I can't accept that Stone Cold gave a blessing like that. to be, okay, you're going to be the next person that's going to get the stunner. And it's going to be acceptable. And I'm actually okay with that. I can't. For me, as a for me as a Stone Cold Steve Austin fan, I am personally highly offended. Still, at how they made that call. Yeah, they couldn't create any other one. But then again, and I thought about this theory the other day. There's so many other wrestlers out there that use the code breaker now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And um, sling blade and shit like that. And there's other moves that they all seem to have in the repertoire. Spanish flies. Uh, to me is one of them I mean it maybe depends on what I watch um double stomp is another is another one I mean the knee too but I I never complain about it I'm and that's just one thing um I don't know maybe because when it comes to the knee every time you hit that smack it just gets you every time compared to uh all the repetitive moves that you know that you mentioned that we see and I know this and I heard in the past this pissed a lot of wrestlers off and that is that they turn these iconic finishing moves into well I'm gonna just kick out of your shit moves now and it's a spit in the face that's not real finishers like, like the DBT I mean, I mean, I mean like a real finisher, like for instance, like this like a real finisher, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin Stone Cold Stunner. If you would have gave at least one good one, that's like I mean, like this flat. You know what I'm saying? Now we look at music paper wrestling. When they do their finishers, there's no kickouts. Period. Nope. They protect those finishers. Like once it's a finisher and a signature, that's it. Over here, it feels like, oh, like you got to do, like, five at fives just to take down a Roman Reigns. Well, sometimes, if I last counted, it only took three at fives to take down a Big Show. 
And those were and those yeah. matches were years apart from each other. Oh yeah. So they're fucking with something. They're fucking with a tradition that should not be tampered with. And mind you, you know, some of these F5 that was given to the Big Show and earlier, some of them didn't even look like F5. You know, sometimes he flipped them over his head. <laughs> so it's like, shit, you know, I've I remember, like a rag ball. when you said that, yeah, when you said that just now, I, I just watched that era. And I've seen so many times Big Show get, get F5, you know, and I know exactly you what know? you're talking about. And that's why I was like, those matches were years apart, and then you see how it was from where he first came in to where he now recently came in. Yeah. You see how this shit is. It went from Brock Lesnar beating everybody with the F five one time to the point that if you you know F five the Big Show, just like Survivor Series two thousand two, you F five the Big Show, he was out, he was done. You don't need five, four, ten more fucking F fives. It, it used to be a point where oh, the only way to protect the move for him to just not take the three count for the F5 and not do it again is have someone break mm-hmm. up the pinfall. That's how protected that F5 right. was. You fast forward now, it's like, he gave so-and-so seven X, uh, seven and that's seven F5. And the seven F5s did. don't mean shit. Depending on the person that you're doing it to. So it's killing the fucking momentum anyway. Oh. He's dragging on damn that. Yeah, and this is, my, this is my favorite one before we move on. My favorite one that I always hear about this, right? They be like, giving someone like Braun Strowman or Roman Reigns multiple F5 and then repeatedly kicking out is just to make them look strong while making the move mm-hmm. look weak. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They may oh, have yeah. the weak part, but that's what I was thinking when I read it. <laughs> you know? But you know what didn't make sense to me? How you gonna beat Roman Reigns one time with an F five at SummerSlam with that fatal four way, but beat him? But it took seven at WrestleMania, legitimately months after. WWE, come on, finisher. You know what that is anymore? Oh, but yeah, that's just. Well, we're gonna move on to the dead last segment of the damn show, which is. 316 day with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin cuts a promo of the origin of 316 and what 316 day means. Byron starts grading his Byron grading with his stupid little joke cards with, with, uh, with little number cards of his own. <laughs> Austin, Austin celebrates with Star, Austin celebrates with Star with beer and a classic Stone Cold stunner in the middle of the ring. Becky Lynch comes out. The brings up more beer for Austin Celebrates by chugging beers and Austin stuns Scott for a second stunner of the night. And that's the end of the show. Oh, man. That segment, honestly, was my favorite segment. The best part is when he said, give me a hell yeah. And the camera <laughs> painted an empty can. Now, just imagine that the audience was there. Now, just imagine that the audience was there and actually the hell he was actually all the way around. Oh, damn, tough crowd, tough crowd. Like, no, no, no. If it actually was like a full, empty, empty arena and you're pulling like joke cards like that out your ass, that's classic to, to, to do like a type of switch up approach to it. Like, okay, we already knew that it's an empty arena, so I'm going to try to make a joke out of this. You know what I'm saying? Why not? Da, 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 da. Instead of me working it as a promo to try to work over the crowd. 
I thought I, I thought whoever created that little move was genius. And it better be Paul Heyman doing that. If it was someone else, I'd be like, you got lucky as fuck for that one. But if it ain't Paul doing it, I might have to sit. Still people watching at home. Still people watching at home. You gotta do everything you can to entertain those that's home. Any and you know, especially those that couldn't even go to the okay, show. Let's just hope and pray our AEW. Uh, let's um, just hope and pray oh, our AEW tickets don't get canceled. Yeah. No, 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 no. I just got a screenshot from my wife. You might get this soon, so I'm gonna give you a heads up. Yes, it's canceled. It got relocated. It's so AEW next All month right. is not happening. But but luckily for us that purchased the tickets it got rescheduled to August 5th mm. so when August 5th come around our tickets you know it's still able so technically no we're not right. going to get refunds but we're going to get a free show in August so it's going to be an extra wait but August seemed like now is going to be a very busy month because I'm planning to go you know to the four day weekend but shit, AEW in the beginning of the month? Fuck it. I'm down with that. Yeah, I'll probably most likely but, be you seeing know, you at NXT. I, at NXT TakeOver. That's the one that I'm probably going to be going to when I get these two tickets from my man's <clears> work. Um, and so forth. So yeah. I got, I'll got. probably go and see my cousins. I'll probably go take my cousin with me to try to go. But I know he haven't never really been to. So I'm going to go take him. Yeah, same thing. My cousin my cousin's going to come too. You know, since he's working now, we're just getting our plan on getting our money together and this, that, and forth. So yeah, and man, that's the end of the year. So that's the end of the show, man. So as we're gonna go with the segment that we call fancy booking, you know. So out of all the fancy booking, so out of all the segments that happened for last for last night's raw, which one would you pick or which one would you redo? And how would you do it? Mm. Well, don't point out the obvious. Honestly, <laughs> no, nah, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna point out the crowd. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure that's what everybody wants to redo. So that's that's gonna be. <laughs> but what I would mm-hmm. redo, or maybe fantasy book. Honestly, because it was the highlight of the night, if there was things that I would probably would have done for the uh, segment with the contract signing one I would have kept Undertaker's entrance a mystery I would have came back for a commercial break and have him just already flipping the fucking table and he's pacing and then how you saw it continue to happen because we talked about earlier about blurring the lines if we left Undertaker's entrance a mystery and that it just came back with him already in the ring with the Scully, you know, no eyeliner, no Undertaker, this is Mark Calloway, is this Undertaker, is this the American badass? It'll have the fans wondering. Hell, even after whooping their ass, don't even play the music. Just leave. So my thing is, as personal as this feud became, what I'm saying is, if you want to make this real, then be real. Let Taker be Mark 
American badass. You talk about a man's wife, you go after a man's wife, you're basically calling her a gold digger. You know? And when Taker was looking at AJ where he was when he mentioned Michelle, man, the look in his eyes told it all. This is more than just a fucking, this is the you know, the phenomenal one. It's more than And then WrestleMania, AJ Styles comes out, he comes talking his shit, you know, and then all of a sudden, you hear not the Dead Man Undertaker's theme song come on. Oh, Dead Man Walking. I think that is a perfect team. The last person, yeah, the last person that fucked with his wife and it was ex wife, and and you want to talk about Brock Lesnar's early years was Brock Lesnar when he put his hand on his wife's belly around the thing. Yep. The lyrics itself, you done it now, you done made a big mistake. That is yep. a perfect time. Yep. And I've been playing that, that song on my phone lately too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, well, that's a good one. The one that I would want to redo over, I wanted the Becky Lynch promo over. Now, here's an hour. Here's an hour have done. Becky Lynch, Forget Becky Lynch making her interest out. Forget all that. There ain't no audience there. So you so you can cut out the first 25 seconds of that crap. We're we, we going to get right in the ring. Shayna, I know your ass is back there. So I'm going to make this thing short and sweet. So the same similar promo that she put out, but except at the very end, Shayna, exactly how, exactly how Oscar did it on SmackDown on Friday, said it was an empty arena. Shayna could have been creeped up right, you know, right from behind a slow keep and then boom, knock yo, and then knocked her ass out, knocked her ass down to the mat, started beating on her. You know what I'm saying? And since they ain't gonna be no referees really gonna be running out like that, these two other referees are gonna start brawling in the ring to yeah. where I mean, to where it's on the outside. And then it's gonna come to it's gonna come right there to the uh, right there to the um announcers table with these with these about to get serious. And then that's when you see the king come out of nowhere, pulling her back, trying to hold her back, trying to separate them. Then you see the rest come out at the very end, trying to separate them at last. And then it's going to send the shot of Becky going to the back, going, going, going towards the truck. Like telling her to leave, Shayna goes all the way and shit. So I wouldn't want it to be, yeah. if you're really trying to put the, the the women's championship like that on a pedestal, and you really put in this main person like, yo, oh, she's not stepping to me. She, you I mean, she put the back of my damn neck and I'm not going to retaliate. Oh, fucks no. I am going to retaliate, but she is going to be retaliating first. Man. Oh yeah, I'm going to try to get every, she, I'm going to try to get every advantage that she gets. She needs to be that monster heel in order for the people to accept her be on the main roster, be in that role, and then you're gonna put the belt on her. That's gonna be other baby faces that she's gonna have to go through, and they're gonna say they have to keep up that fire intensity. But the good thing about her is yeah. she's full time. Like Brock is part time, so we'll be able to see her each and every week compared to Brock. That's pretty much it. That's true. You know what? I preferred that. You know what you just said. I actually sat and I pictured everything in my head 
as as it was going. And honestly, I totally agree. I mean, you bought a damn truck there. You didn't use it for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) It should have got something. I mean, look, if Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa beat the shit out of each other all around the performance center just to hype up this shit, unfortunately, it got canceled. Damn. But then have Shayna and Becky do the same, but do different shit. Go outside. Go fuck up Becky. You know, basically do the same shit that you just said. Have a fucking brawl. If you, first off, <laughs> I think I'm starting to see why some people are kind of flagging away Becky is being booked right now because it seems like she's doing a lot of talking. If you're such a badass, why don't you just go up into the Shayna's locker room, be the man that you thought I was back in 2018? Basically, she pulled up in that okay. fucking trailer, I mean, in that trailer truck, nothing. <laughs> top of Stone Cold, yeah. blue, but Stone Cold would be like, nah, I know you, I know your ass is back there. Don't make me come back there to come find, you know saying, to come find your big ass because I will go back there and I will whoop the shit out of you. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Man. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how the quote unquote the man should be. Don't do no fucking promos. I mean, look, when you do it the first time, you know, with the ass kicking phrases, it worked the first time. But when you keep doing it and thinking, damn, if this is her calling card with every rivalry, and she never sat there and say, Hey, if you don't come in, if you don't come out here, I'm gonna go back there and find you. She was watching Becky. She right. was watching Becky. There was Y'all Especially we're trying to make her to like the big monster heel for the brand. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, even if you do get your ass whooped, do what's best do what's for business, best Becky. Business. <laughs> you know, you can't you can't talk about being a badass if you ain't showing the truth. I'll say. Well, that's the end of the show. That was the end of the raw recap. And well, this is gonna be the first of many episodes, my brother. So you already know what's going to be happening. Right. So our next show is going to be AEW Dynamite, yep. where it's going to be live from the Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Center. So everything is going to be quarantined the fuck out. No audiences for all these wrestling events. So we got to get used to this for, for as long as we can. I'm going to say this because I'm going to see some jokes on the comment section. Everybody. It's almost like watching the early episodes and probably the mid-crisis year of Impact Wrestling. So, nah, this almost me. No, this almost this almost reminds me of WWF back in 1994, 1995, when the household was doing that. Oh yeah, that's gonna be bad. That that was what that was when. All right, okay, we ain't making no money out of these live events, so why we should travel it for? Well, my brother, I really appreciate you for taking the time out to join me on the join our, our podcast right now. So, if you want to give you special shout-outs, you can do that right now before we go off. Well, I'd like to say for those that's listening, thanks for listening. Um, had a lot of fun doing this. I've never done a podcast prior to this, believe it or not. Even though it probably might sound like I've had you know experience in it, but. I've been behind the camera and I do projects and videos and interviews and music. So it's like, this is nothing new to me. 
when it comes to speaking about professional wrestling. But in this platform, I had a good time. I was sitting here smoking the whole time and recapping with a homie from high school is always a good thing. There's not a lot of wrestling fans left. So it's always good to talk wrestling, especially with this difficult time. I say, fuck it, enjoy life and watch some wrestling. Stop bitching, respect the men and women that are still fighting and performing in their highest level in these empty arenas. And as far as the superstars that's going to be performing at WrestleMania this year, listen, I said to uh, my wife that recently I watched WrestleMania 2 and the setting of it was extremely unique and weird at the same time. And I thought no other WrestleMania can beat it. Well, WWE, you done fucked that up because you have beat WrestleMania 2 with the uniqueness and for some the weirdness of this situation but this is a very understanding and yet trying situation so with that being said i salute y'all i respect y'all and keep keep shutting those people that call y'all fake up because they'll never understand it tell we don't use that f word around here we'll use that because if, if if the shit that y'all watch is fake, if okay, if wrestling's fake, then what is the shit y'all watching? You know, what what is it to y'all? Is it entertainment for y'all? It is entertainment for y'all. So let it be entertainment for us. Don't shit on us. Because if you don't want us to shit on you for what you watch, don't shit on us for what we watch and respect. People died in that ring. People got hurt and forcefully retired in that ring. Do you hear that shit with the shit that you watch? No, because it's scripted in a movie. Okay? You don't see dumb bitches, you know, on love and hip hop doing half the shit these pe- these men and women are doing in the ring every week. Leaving their families while people that y'all watch is over here hating their husbands. So the next time y'all want to throw fake around, really look what you really look what you're watching. It's more than just guys, from what I'm hearing, fake fighting in underwear. It's more than that. These are athletes and they're human beings too. And they're entertaining y'all selfish asses. So stop bitching about the performance center. Watch wrestling. If you love it, you'll watch it regardless of the surroundings. And you heard it here, man. So I'm Shizlansky. This is my man, Nick Hawley. You're going to see uh, and you're going to hear from the next podcast as the AEW Dynamite coming up in the next two, I mean, um, tomorrow night, Wednesday night on the 4th, on the 19th. So we're going to be gearing up for that. And um, peace, Godspeed, wash your hands, wash your ass, don't touch anybody, don't come near me. Peace out. One love. Yes, sir. Beast and chicken. See you out there. Yeah. Here from y'all Thursday.